After an interrupted pre-season and heavily modified program, Pie Hard returns for season 2020 harder than ever. In today's podcast, we unleash terrorist talk, recorded deep inside enemy territory. We bury the podcast wobbles once and for all and announce which Collingwood footballer won the off-season. I'm Damien Miller. I'm Alex Watkins. I'm Ellery Ryan. And this is Pie Hard, season two. Looking at Collingwood today, it's hard to imagine that this was one of the toughest suburbs in Melbourne. I have a magpie tattooed in a certain spot. I wouldn't say it's the biggest magpie getting around. Out of control brawl outside a Collingwood pub. 60 years ago, it was lined with boot factories. As gritty, grotty suburbs in prime locations turned into trendy hotspots. Bob's had five bounces, nearly get another one. He's the smartest guy on the team. Because we don't have too many to pick from. You've got to go back to Billy Graham at the MCG for an American to dominate like this. I still can't believe it. I can. Oh. The bubbles bursting three decades of grand final wobbles. A weekend order by the club of 288,000 cans to be consumed. More comfortable with myself. It's as close as you'll get to greatness, you peanut. Shut up. Boy, it's good to hear that uh, theme song again. It's been it's been too long, but it's fantastic to be back. New surroundings for Pie Hard in 2020. I've got to say, um, Alex, you've you've outdone yourself with the uh, new studio setup. Talk us through it. Look, they used to call Clifton Hill the Turek of East Collingwood when <laughs> East Collingwood was a slum because it used to always flood and have vermin-infested back streets. <laughs> and here we are in Clifton Hill on the hill. And, um, yeah, we've got a dedicated Pie Hard studio with all the tech uh, we could require to take this thing to the next level. So nothing holding us back? Absolutely nothing. I like it. Allery, you'll you'll be happy to know that this is episode nine of Pie Hard. Number nine, man. What do you you think of when I talk about a podcast which has uh, entered episode nine territory? Humble beginnings, bigger futures. Have you ever heard of Podfade? I've... Just recently from, um, from you. Okay. Well, pod fade for our listeners out there generally occurs with most podcasts after the eighth episode. Right. So after the eighth episode, the wheels start falling off. Jeez, how many did we make before we started to fade? <laughs> I, think there's a, I think there was two solid ones last year. I reckon we did seven and so that the stats don't lie. We started to fade after seven. We did. Mm. But no, normally that is the uh, death knell for a podcast. So fronting up for episode nine, I think we, we can safely say that pod fade, Pie Hard's just no. laid the boot into that one. Pushed so, through. Yeah. No, no, this is legitimate. So it's uh, fair to say it's been another typically quiet um, off season for the Collingwood Football Club. Mm-hmm. Um, not much has happened over the break. I can't remember anything. Yeah, I don't remember a lot. I've made, I made some notes here of, of a couple of things that are worth mentioning. Um, Magpie Elliott tours line facilities. Why there was no place like home for Jamie Elliott. Bombers in talks for Mason Cox. James Aish squeezed out of Collingwood. Jaden Stevenson struck down with glandular fever. Farco to have shoulder reconstruction surgery. Ex-Magpie Murray signs with Williamstown. Beams begins road back to football in 2020. Magpie becomes a crow as Crocker gets second chance. Daniel Wells returns to Pies in an off-field role. Travis Cloak dancing with the stars. Collingwood to seek new naming rights sponsor for home base. Buckley confident Grundy will sign with the Pies. Grundy signs huge seven-year deal with Collingwood. Toasty Gate. Grundy seven-year contract too long, says former Pie. Maguire three-year extension. Pendlebury two-year extension. Dale 
Dale Thomas, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Jordan Degoe, agent change. Travis Farco, shoulder surgery again. Dane Beams, mental health break. Dane Beams, art journey. Dane Beams, auctions premiership medal. Collingwood buys Beams, bushfire medal. <laughs> Degoe splits with manager. Why Degoe sacked his manager? Degoe skips teammates, Bucks party. Twist in Degoe's mega trade deal talks. Degoe unfit, says Robbo. Pendlebury takes significant pay cut to help the Magpies manage the salary cup. Dane Beams to taken to hospital following a car accident. Dane Beams may have played his last game for Collingwood. Collingwood supports Beams but puts footy to the side. Jordan Degoe could be squeezed out. Maguire weighs in on Moore's link to Tigers. AFLW comes of age after useless sledge directed at Taylor Harris. Langdon takes step towards injury comeback. Langdon considers retirement. Did I miss anything? That's pretty, pretty on the money there, Damon, I think. And that's I feel just, like I missed a few. That's just the last week. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Always in the news. Media just loves Collingwood, I guess, because the army goes and buys papers. It's all about clicks. Many years after papers, you know, became moribund and almost died, the Magpie Army are the only people keeping the print industry alive. Mm. Particularly with the um, the pictorial. The hun. Yeah. Uh, It's that time of the week for Pie Hard News. And this week, we are going to look at the players' off-season. So we are big fans here at Pie Hard of seeing the players outside of their normal nine-to-five. And that generally happens in October every year where the players immediately jump on on planes and... um, and disembark this country for, you know, the world's oysters, the world's offerings. Planes, cruise ships, buses, helicopters. Choppers, yep. yep. Oh, too soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about those players, mate. <laughs> yeah, wrong sport. <laughs> um, and, of course, this year, or over the break, was no different. We had a lot of Magpie players um, updating their Instagrams from far-off locales, um, from New York to Africa, to Thailand, even mm-hmm. to Bali. Um, so we're going to do a quick round the table. We want to understand from the Pie Hard team, what was their favourite off-season moment? Who, who won the off-season for the Collingwood Football Club? So I'm going to start with you, Chunky. What was your favourite off-season moment? Jaden Stevenson. Once again, Pino's finest. Uh, I think he got malaria or was it... <laughs> Glandular fever or was it Corona? I don't know which one he's got. He's got something, and it's down to the the spars on a PO as far. So as we, we're confirming that he he is this because this could be a pie hard exclusive. This could be the first one for the year. And there's going to be many this yeah. year. I think that's that we can all agree on that. Yeah. But are we saying on record that Jaden Stevenson contracted glandular fever on a PO Princess cruise? He did. He did. He did. Wow. I think he was on his way to Cape York. Maybe. He loves the cruise. We we have established that that Jaden Stevenson, he is the he is a man of the seas, isn't he? Yeah, we discussed last year, I think, in the previous off season, what did he go on? Five cruises? I think so, yeah. In and between drafting and the being at the club, right? Yeah, I mean if you suddenly you've got a pay packet bigger than what you could have imagined, uh, first year player, why not spend it on intercontinental cruising? Yeah, with a whole bunch of old people. Sounds delightful. Uh, yeah, they've got everything on them, though. They've got basketball courts and pools and spas and running tracks. Mate, and- I saw a... What, there's that show on ABC or SBS about the biggest boats, and um, I forget what it's called, and they had one on the world's biggest or second biggest cruise ship, yeah. and shit you not, in the middle of the boat, they had a Parisian street indoors wow. 
replete with cobblestones and lanterns and cafes spewing onto the street and starry sky, which wow. was obviously the ceiling with stars in it. Absolutely it's enormous. It's like a painting. This is inside a cruise ship. It's like, like a water painting you're describing to us. Flashbacks to Vegas waking up quite dusty, mate. <laughs> so At the Venetian. So they've yeah. really cornered the market, the cruise ship. You don't even have to leave the cruise ship to get the experience. of why. I mean, why go to Paris when you can go to Paris 11 nautical miles south of Guam? That's and true. Never, and never leave and have all of the mm. comforts. Mm. Well, they've got their scheduling down, Pat. They know that when you arrive in Paris... Uh, when you arrive on the on the coast mm. of France, I presume you can't actually get a cruise ship up the Seine. Mm. But when you arrive in France, that three to five hours will just about do it. Mm. And you can tick that box <laughs> back on board <laughs> and on to Italy. That's right. Just before the buffet opens. And if you don't get back on, of course, they end up leaving people behind all the time. They do. Occasionally lose a few off the edge as well. But not how Jaden, Not Jaden. Jaden made it back. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Demo? Favourite uh, off-season moment? Oh look, it's hard to go past um, the uh, the European vacation of uh, young Braden Sire Ooh. and Max Lynch, Is that nice? who um, decided to spend their off season um, touring some of the sites of uh, Western Europe um, and Eastern Europe. I should I should add um, some of the notable notable uh, places that they did visit, um, which we we were tracking hard on Instagram was uh, beers in Berlin, beers at the monument for the uh, murdered Jews of Europe, and a couple of beers at Hitler's uh, Eagle's Nest, which was the uh, summertime retreat for Adolf Hitler. You can get beers at the uh, Eagle's Nest? I'm pretty sure you can get um, big steins. Big steins. Some of the photos we saw. Some great photos as well. I so I know he sounds like a quite quite the history buff. I mean, Bear is either there as a um, history buff, or <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, let's, yeah. well, let's get him on and ask him. Yeah, yeah. we should get him on and yeah. ask him. I mean, if, and if you want that itinerary, I think um, I think Piehard could probably pull that together and post it sure. on our social channels at Piehard Podcast. L, what have you been loving this off season? Who won it for you? Look, we established last year in our first season of Pie Hard that there's a big divide amongst players which occurs during the off-season and you've got two routes you can choose. It's a fork in the road. You can be a player who goes to Vegas and satisfies um, all those kind of gratuitous needs that young men have or you can choose to find yourself and you can go to the Himalayas or similar. And when I say Himalayas, that's really just a... um, representative destination because you could go in many many places off the beaten track as they say to find yourself and 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 kind of itch that yearning for a deeper experience a deeper adventure and of course we know one of the great uh, proponents of the off the trip beaten track method of the finding yourself uh, the himalayan route is our uh, esteemed ruckman Brody grundy and of course he didn't let us down Brody was pictured, or he pictured himself on Instagram, uh, scaling the side of a volcano in Guatemala. And in the video, which was beautifully shot, and it was a serendipity of fire and brimstone, the actual uh, volcano erupts, and you can hear it in the distance. You can see it spewing molten lava, mm. and Brody's actually kind of, um, his jaw drops. I forget what he says. You have to look it up. 
you can imagine, I mean, because that is a beautiful, stunning act of nature and something that we all know Brody Grundy would love. Like he would just, he would live for that. Like those moments of, of raw power that nature provides us just to remind us all that we're, we're just mere specks on this kind of giant rock in the cosmos. through space yeah. in the cosmos. Mm-hmm. Could there be a moment or a situation where Brody Grundy, a little bit unsettled, the lure of home, his girlfriend's from South Australia, he's weighing up big, big, big decisions like that. Mm. Eddie Maguire understands the significance, understands where he is, puts a call into the uh, geology society of Guatemala or the government, um, asks them how much uh. it would be to trigger some kind of Seismic. Huge seismic event, a life-changing event um, on a certain time, at a certain place, mm. at a certain hour, mm. no expense spared. It's almost Strings like are pulled. The Truman Show starring Brody. Yeah, TNT nice. set off a trigger, volcano erupts, Grundy's there, captures it. A day later, he calls the club, says, I'm in. Seven years. Let's do it. He's happy. Kentucky's happy. Collingwood's happy. It's a win. Hmm. Well, you know, and that technically wouldn't fall under football department spending. No. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. that can go through the Bank of Guatemala. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to throw. So who, so are we saying, okay, out of that, so are we saying Brody Grundy won the offseason? Well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm prepared to acknowledge there's three winners of the offseason. Um, well, actually, Jaden's the loser. He's the one who contracted coronavirus yeah, on a cruise. On a cruise, yeah. Um, but let's say it's a tie between Bear at the uh, Eagle's Nest, the Nazi lair, uh, Big Bear, Braden Sire, and um, Brody Grundy. What if I was to throw in a fourth candidate? Ooh, what do you got? When we think of the Col- of Collingwood's 2010 flag, mm-hmm. who who was the architect of that premiership win in 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 Piehard's mind? Who was it? Probably Butterfant. Butterfant? Yeah, or maybe even uh, I would say Carl Steinford. Well, you're, you're both wrong. <laughs> what if I What if I said that it was John Stevens, rocker oh! and lead singer of the Australian rock band Noiseworks? So on Triple M, mm. Eddie Maguire revealed to the listeners the the, uh, the many listeners of, mm. of Triple M, that a performance that John Stevens did at a Collingwood function in the lead up to the grand final in 2010 settled the anxious magpies mm. and was a contributing factor in the team lifting the cup the very next week. And this is a quote from Eddie. <clears throat> John got up the week before we played in the 2010 grand final and ripped the place apart. Mm. The boy got right into it. And it took the nerves away. And on the Saturday, the Mighty Magpies went out and won the premiership. I'll never forget John Stevens for that night. He was just sensational. Wow. So is he a pie, presumably? I think he's married to a pie. I think he's married to Weisslitz's uh, ex. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, it's One of them cracks. It's always a Weisslitz. It's always a Weisslitz. So can I just clarify, yep. so did he enrage the players to the point that they played brilliantly or did he calm their nerves? It's well, one it's or a, the other, right? It's a good question. I think Eddie said there, there was a lot of anxious players heading into the uh, performance space right. 
And then on the way out, there was a sense of calm, oh, okay. relaxation, and and focus, mental focus after a set, which I'm assuming comprised of noise works numbers in excess. Well, you see the players and... arriving at each game with their big, you know, Dr. Dre Beats headphones mm. on. There's no Skull doubt candy. they're listening to noise works. I mean, yeah, they love it. They're all into that kind of um, genre of Australian hit making. Hit making glam rock almost. Yeah, no, look, I, I, Nick Maxwell would be a big one. I'm sure he was all over it. But um, Maxwell, Noiseworks, and you too. Yeah, Travis maybe. Travis. Travis. Yeah. Does John Stevens get the respect? Does John Stevens get the respect for his contribution to, to he, Collingwood? He didn't. And he, look, that's what the preseason is all about. And that's where you find out these little gems. Who knows how much of an influence that was? So the winner of the offseason. John Stevens, noise works. Take it away, John. So, Chunky, while you were at the women's game this week, mm -hmm. checking out uh, Collingwood versus Carlton, Great game. Uh, Al and I were busy working on a new segment for Pie Hard this year. And the segment is called Terrace Talk. Terrace Talk. So you're going to hear that a lot um, throughout the season. And Terrace Talk simply is the Pie Hard team getting out of the booth, out of the studio, and mingling with the great unwashed in the grandstands, bleachers, car parks, and back alleys of this great state. All to understand what makes Magpie fans tick. And this week we travelled down to Princess Park, which I must say is looking fantastic. It's a very, very nice stadium. The ground was perfectly mowed, mm. um, viscous, um, the smell of suburban football of, of years gone past mm. was thick in the air. Um, lots of people had turned out for what was basically a nothing practice match. I mean, really, they, they mean nothing, these games. Well, in hindsight, Atrocious. it's nothing practice. It is definitely nothing. Yeah. The scores were even at every change, basically. So we travelled down to Princess Park, and this is what we found out. Just slipping into the ground now, Princess Park, through an unmanned entrance, through the concrete bowels of the stadium. That slight scent of old urine and we can see Mason Cox right in front of us down the, from the race. Look at this, what an entrance. One goal apiece, six points. Mason Cox just chipping it down the wing. just as well they reset the scoreboard between quarters because it, otherwise it would read about a 45-point lead to Carlton. We've got Pendles sent half forward, preparing to pump it in long. The ball comes in, it's Cox, one on two. Manhandled out of it. First look at Scharenberg for season 2020. He's looking fit. Shorter cropped Barnett this year. Um, no sign of a headband, although tough to tell from 75 metres away. Young Dacos looking like he's stepped off a Mediterranean cruise. 
could get our first look here at Darcy Cameron. Try and understand why Sydney was so keen to uh, hang on to him. He looks an imposing figure. Hope Noble's got the uh, SPF 50 on today. Sun just peering through the clouds. I'd, I'd be opting for long sleeves if I was John Noble. Handball in board to Darcy, the gazelle. Chipped WHE, he's going to pump it in long to the top of the square. Mason Cox, one out with Jones. Gets the front position. Does it feel good to get down to the old suburban grounds? It does. I like to see how the wear and tear and the Optus signs, just, you know, um, the rusting, the bays. All the detritus under the stand, like in the tunnels, filled with old shit, just discarded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seats and... Yeah. The, the tours are still at capacity, even though there's 5,000 people here, and it's a 35,000 capacity crowd uh, stadium. Um, they don't build them like they used to. I'm pretty sure the guys from Underbelly are up at the far end there in the corner doing deals. From, uh, <laughs> I remember watching that series. That's the last time I saw this place. <laughs> what do you make of young Tom Wilson? He looks... Yeah, I thought he was Darcy Moore originally, mm. and um, and he moves up forward. Yeah, he's looking good. His pins are a bit small from the B-ball days, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually impressed. He's got the long blonde hair, looks quite Swedish, Scandinavian. Yeah, and uh, was it Toehill kicking that goal out there? I filmed it. Um, yeah. what, what do we think about Toehill? Uh, he, he's kind of like a smaller version of uh, Cox, just a metre shorter. He's pretty quick though. He keeps chasing. He, ch- he ran down like he didn't give up. Um, they run a lot, the Irish. They do. They do. By that logic, wouldn't everyone be a smaller version of Cox? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the same for Zeke. I meant <laughs> the bean pole. We've got a few of them. Kelly's a bit of a bean pole. Uh, it seems a bit soft. He went down there before and didn't get back up. Oh, you know. But then got up 30 seconds later. It's like. Worry, there's a lot of those. But Keane's playing well. The other Irish lad, Keane, I think he could be going well in the back line. Watching the three big guys like Lynch, um, Cameron, and Grody, uh, they all came in in the forward line. They crunched Cox like there's just too many big men mm. in this practice match. It's like it did seem to us that when the ball hit the deck, we were just like up against it to have any control over where it goes. Yeah, it's um. Yeah. But the pies are better here. Definitely the pies and the sausage rolls are A++. Give us a review of that. Is that a pasty? It's, uh, it's, not, it's a little cold, actually. A bit like Carlton. But the pastry is nice. The pastry is nice. It's, in, right. a, it's in a bizarre shape. What is that? Is that a starfish? It's, yeah, it's a little jellyfish. Yeah, or, yeah interesting. It's starfish or I haven't seen that before. some kind of... Um, good because you see can snap animal. off a chunk and actually I get... think they've even got a uh, sweet potato looks like a bagel it's, there's potato and sweet potato oh, it could be pumpkin even see it's these flecks of green that we there's, noticed in the sausage roll there's zucchini definitely... the potato is probably because of all the Irish players playing in the scratch that's right the scratch mm. it's also cheap just a, yeah and just and, and it's even glazed look at that it's glazed so they've got something right at Icon Park So maybe not a great result for the Collingwood Football Club, but I'd say a fantastic result for um, the first edition of Terrace Talk. Yeah, I loved it. I loved that atmospheric environment. You can just sit back on the porch and go, all right, great. That's what I want to hear. Isn't it amazing that 
the audio can kind of deliver this, the fabric of this cultural mm. history, exactly. which we love it by heart. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I'll tell you what, the, the game wasn't much to look at and we, we had some nice comments there from some Magpie onlookers, but the actual highlight of the first Terrace talk at Princess Park was was we happened to bump into uh, a legend mm. and a lot of Collingwood supporters out there will know this man by sight yeah. but might not have met him or talked to him. Yeah. Talking about Magpie Mark. Now, we call ourselves on pie-hard Collingwood tragics. We're mm-hmm. die-hard Collingwood support. Mm. We're nothing. We have nothing mm. on this guy. And I'll tell you, he has insights into the Collingwood Football Club that no statistician has, no mainstream media outlet, champion data, forget about it. This guy, he's on another level, and we got to speak to him, and this is what he had to say. Do you like the eight Collingwood jumper? Yeah, it's only a really... It's only a really, it's really a tight fit jumper actually, compared to some of the other 80s jumpers I've got. This one's like an extra small. Where'd you get it from? I bought it off a seller on um, Facebook end of last year. Oh yeah. Uh, Has it got 42 on it? No, it's got no number. No, 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 no. But this is like a mid 80s one because it had the wider stripes because in the late 80s I went to skinnier stripes. Yeah, I was just commenting, I like the, I like the pre-season jumper with the, um, with the black on white. Yeah. I don't mind seeing that. Yeah, I don't mind that, but I like the pinstriped ones. I do like the pinstripe one we had last year. Before. Yeah. I think that was a good luck charm, that pinstripe one. You reckon? Without the pinstripes, it looks a bit, a bit basic. To, it looks a bit too basic without it. The pinstripes really give it yeah. a, a bit of um, a bit of retro character yeah, on it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Or they should try and print on the um, the double stitching like that mm. onto the stripes. Yeah, they that's should classic. They should print that on, because that's what our jumper looked like in 1990. It had yeah, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take us through the sponsor you got on your chest there, Mark. Oh, it's a mini skips one, and they were actually my favourite Collingwood sponsor. Out of all our sponsors, mini skips for some reason is my favourite one. Why's that? I just, I just really feel that once we got mini skips as a sponsor, the team started actually playing better in 86, and we could see light at the end of the tunnel for 1990. What about Yakka? Yaka, Couldn't see it with Yaka? Not really. Yaka, the round Yaka, I feel that it was traumatic to be robbed in all those grand finals with the round Yaka. The square Yaka, the team was, I don't know, was just very, it was very brittle at certain times. We were trying to build a team and it just didn't really go anywhere with the, with the hard Yaka square one because that was in the 82, 83, 84, 85 in that period, whereas... Mini skips is 86, 87, 88. And that year, Lee Matthews took over as coach when we had mini skips. And we started playing a lot better. That's why I like the mini skips one. Good luck for the season, brother. We'll see you again. Thank you. See you later. See you later. Collingwood historian Michael Roberts has been busy over the off-season compiling a list of the uh, milestones that Collingwood is going to face in season 2020. What are a couple that spring to mind? 2010, 1990. 2010, sorry, 2010, 10 years ago? Mm. 1990. 1990. 30 years ago? Mm. 90 years since our record-breaking fourth flag in a row in 1930. 110 years since our 1910 premiership over Carlton. Mm. 20 years since Mick Malthouse took charge of his first game as Collingwood senior coach. That was, anyone want to take a guess? Versus, versus Hawthorne, round one. Right. 2000, do you remember that? No. 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 <laughs> 20 years since Ben Johnson, Leon Davis, Josh Fraser, Shane O'Brien, Reese Shaw all debuted for the club. Jeez. 
Cheesy. And, yeah. And 25 years since the first Anzac Day game against Essendon in 1995, uh. chronicled in, was it episode two of Pie Hard? Yeah. Last year. The draw. Mm. But we think Michael Roberts may have missed a, uh, a special anniversary of the club. Mm. Chunky, do you want to fill us in on, uh, on a little known, uh, a little known, uh, Memory of the Magpie Football Club 20 years ago, I think it, it was, almost to the day. 20 years ago, topical at the moment, we're talking about airborne viruses or water stagnant viruses. So hot right now. So then it turned out um, at Collingwood, I know coronavirus is in the news at the moment, but 2000, the spa, Victoria Park, training, a masseuse contracted it. We're talking about Legionnaire's, Legionnaire's disease. disease. Oh, no. Not only did a masseuse... Contracted. Steve McKee, stunning Steve, pick number mm. four, who was what, Pavlich, I think. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Yeah. And Simon Hawkins, gun player, cruel by injury from from uh, the Bulldogs. Legionnaires. Legionnaires in the spa. And that was it's his first AFL footy that, that was his first year at Collingwood. Yeah, he never Welcome. <laughs> what a start. Welcome yeah. to Victoria Park. Oh, grim. It was uh, brutal. Look, and I did a little bit of research because I remember it vividly thinking, whether it was my parents' reaction to it or whether it was my own, but legionnaires at a professional sporting organisation, mm. really, it's you can't be doing this. Mm. So I think that's part of the reason we moved to um, Lexus, now Holden. Mm. They saw the writing on the wall, but uh, I didn't realise this. Legionnaires is actually a very new disease. Mm. You know, you have thoughts of World War One or something, mm. right? Mm. Flap, like the flaps. Yeah, the legionnaires cap. cap. Yeah, yeah. first foreign... Uh, they got the French Foreign Legion, mm, or no. the Legionnaires caps. Legionnaires disease occurred in 1976 in Philadelphia for the first time. Philly? Philly, 76. Was that a um, some no. kind of air conditioning unit? Be a Often, Philly cheesesteak. Mm, yeah. It was a bunch of Legionnaires in a hotel, I believe, but often it is related mm. to soil and uh, spas moisture. or yeah. moisture. Mm. Cooling towers associated with soil. Mm. Mm. Of which Vic Park would have had a few. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Absolutely. So all that soil there has just been bubbling away for, for 200 years. Oh, so what happened? Uh, Simon Hawkins contracted it. Steve McKee contracted it. Oh. So players actually contracted it. Yeah, they got Legionnaires disease. Professional AFL football players almost died. What wow. year was this? This, no. is, this was 2000. 2000. No, this was 2000. 2000. 2000. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yep. In the spa after training. And uh, did they just wow. kind of um, take a sicky, like, they thought they had the flu and mm. then they got tested or how did it come out? Yeah, so they were checked uh, and then they did a thorough investigation and realised it was the spa was the culprit. Mm. And thank God for Collingwood that they probably didn't have any work mm. place initiatives at yeah. the time to bring them down because I don't know about you, I'd be suing the pants off them. But, um, yeah, dangerous, dangerous time. I'm sure they're pretty good at the uh, manila envelope under the table mm, yeah. to, you know, for, yeah. for all your troubles type thing. Ah, you'd want it. Well, I think I, I have a feeling Steve McKee and who was it? Simon Hawkins? Simon Hawkins, yeah. Party boys. Really? So oh, just blame have, we, have blame we confirmed? Them. Yeah, is it confirmed as Legionnaire's disease? Because if those guys got up to some hijinks at the Tunnel Nightclub, ah, right. oh, came into Vic Park late, very much under the weather. Straight in slander. there. Eddie Maguire rolls in. Boom. They plot. Mick, Mick, Mick Malthouse is a historian and war man. He yep. loves it. 
comes up with a suitable uh, excuse for why the boys miss training. Yep. Spa, Legionnaires, Vic Park. So what's the uh, prognosis? I mean, what does it do to you? It's like pneumonia. Yeah, essentially it's a form of pneumonia. So it's condensation in the lungs, you know, a lack of energy. A certain type of bacteria or something. Exactly. So the yeah. bacteria hits the lungs, off you go, all she wrote. Death is uh, is not that common, but it's probably about 10, let's say 100 people get it, 10 people die. I like those odds. Well, um, coronavirus is less is far less than that mortality rate. I think it's a good. That's a good virus. I've just pulled up an article. <laughs> I've pulled up an article from um, ABC, thirtieth of June, two thousand. Um, players from Australia's best. This is that's a good start. One of Australia's best known football teams has been exposed to the bacteria that are the, that are the source of Legionnaires' disease in their club's private spa. The entire Collingwood football team received a call that night telling them that a 32-year-old woman who worked part-time as the, at the club as a masseuse mm. had contracted the disease and is now in a critical condition in hospital. Whew. Collingwood CEO at the time, Greg Swan, said that the bacteria had been found in the spa and that, play, and that the players had been called into a meeting. Quote. In the spa. So, a meeting in the spa? Yeah, right. Maybe they'd <laughs> be an interesting... <laughs> I mean, that's where Pie Hard, we have our meetings. Yeah. In spa. We're in a spa now. Uh, look, uh, Greg Swan, quote, look, they were fairly calm. I mean, obviously, it's a quick phone call about, you know, we've got a problem with this and perhaps that they thought about it a bit overnight. So, you think they had a sleepless night, did you? And he's like, yeah, I certainly did. Uh, he went on to say that, look, to be honest, having spoken to the experts at the Department of Health, mm. Um, they're not too worried at all uh, because putting the percentages out there, it's something that you're very unlikely to have unless you're a heavy drinker or a heavy smoker. Wow. Oh, the tunnel. Maybe you're right. Yeah. I can just imagine that spa just bubbling with mm -hmm. the bacteria of yeah. Gordon Coventry and Ray <laughs> Shaw <laughs> and Rene Kink all combined into this megavirus. <laughs> like, like a witch's cauldron. <laughs> Can you imagine the yeah. spa after the 1990 flag when they shipped the 32,000 cans to Victoria Park? Do you remember? I think that's part of our, uh, it's part of our scheme, yes, isn't it? Yes, it is. Can you imagine the spa? Imagine the cleaner of the spa the next day walking into that, uh, oh, that God, biohazard. The, the um, cleaner wasn't allowed in because the boys were in the spa for seven days. <laughs> that's exactly. That's almost like the mother of that strain of the virus, right? That's oh, where yeah, it all that's, cultivated yeah. itself. That's right. Yeah. That's, pa that's patient X. I'll tell you what we that's could the do. monkey. A pie-hard Legionnaire's hat. With Steve McKee's face oh. on the flap. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> okay, so that wraps up the first episode of Pie Hard for 2020. We've got a very special treat coming for you guys next week. We are going to speak to Australia's celebrity psychic, and we're going to ask her to predict how Collingwood is going to go this year. So if you have any questions for a psychic that you want to know, Tommy Langdon's knee... Have we seen the last of Dane Beams? Will Collingwood be, be there at the MCG deep into September? Hit us up on our socials, at Pie Hard Podcast on Instagram, at Pie Hard Podcast on Twitter. Let us know what you would like our celebrity psychic to, um, to come back to us on. And if there's any hexing you would like done, say mm. a certain team perhaps, mm -hmm. uh, Richmond maybe, um, let us know because this celebrity psychic is pretty good at um, at hexing spells and exorcisms. Put the moz on them. Great. <laughs> Pie Hard is a labour of love, so please subscribe, <laughs> chuck us a rating and follow us on Instagram and Twitter for the latest Pie Hard news. 
an episode drops at Pie Hard Podcast. It's great to be back. I gotta say, it's still February, so it's weird to be talking about footy. Yeah. But you know what? It doesn't feel weird. It feels great. No, I agree. I'm just excited to be talking about anything associated with footy. It's not long. Well, we've got another six weeks games playing. No, like we've got less than a month or about a month. Wow. All right. Well, let's get into it. <laughs> Good year ahead. <laughs> great one. Thanks for listening. This is Pie Hard. Pie Hard.